You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me once again is the undrainable Caleb Coy. Undrainable? Undrainable. Is that, you cannot be drained. Is that even a word? It Yes. Huh. Well, to, it's in my list of words, so one. it has to be one. <laughs> you have said it, therefore it's a word. I I have I have curated a list of words and it's in there therefore it is a word. I um actually now that I I have said that out loud I do always kind of take a little bit of issue with it and like that's not a word. Well once it's been spoken or written it's it's a word now so checkmate. Yeah. Yeah, like I've definitely had people tell me before like that's a made up word. And I'm like all words are made up. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Language is entirely made up. <laughs> Like there, there wasn't just like a list of words that have always existed. <laughs> That'd be so weird. Oh my god! And then like tomorrow, the the big discovery will be like in an ancient cave somewhere. The list of words that were present at the beginning of the universe. And undrainable will be the first <laughs> undrainable one. Undrainable will be right there. <laughs> It'll be the very first one. Maybe, uh, maybe the the ancient list of uh, forever words will be found in that uh, cursed mummy sarcophagus that the the, the people just opened, because that's exactly what we need this year. Yeah, it, it's 2020. Can we not? Can we just chill out <laughs> on opening fucking ancient sarcophagi for a minute? So they crack the sarcophagus open and inside the mummy looks like it's been like strapped and bound like, oh, fuck, no, don't let this thing ever get out. Oh, good. <laughs> and their immediate response wasn't, well, put that right back in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hesitate to say this, but I mean, how much worse can things get? That was not a challenge universe. That was not... A challenge. Do not take that as a challenge. I uh, at one point like had a, a series of bets going as to like what just crazy new thing could happen next. Uh, and it was you know kind of like tournament style, like you know Return of the Murder Hornets versus like massive tsunami destroys a major you know coastal town. You know, th- those kinds of things. Um, some of them did go true. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Murder Hornets. I saw a, uh, there was a big old like nasty looking paper wasp uh, outside my apartment the other day and it was so large and I didn't recognize the the species at first that I was like oh fuck me they're here <laughs> but it was not I I mean apologies to my landlord but I probably would have just burned the place down and never come back I'm sure your landlord would understand what is wrong with you murder hornets dude um, oh yeah no good call good call <laughs> so uh so it was very large but was it also in charge uh, i mean one look at it and i i i left i think that qualifies yes it was if only for a brief moment in charge of where you were so <laughs> it very much or- dictated my my physical location and uh the amount of time spent in my backyard yeah there you go well, hey, speaking of uh, spending time in your backyard, I don't actually have a good segue, but uh, this week we're talking about uh, the new EP album. It's seven songs. I'm not sure which one it is. The That's new release by uh, there you go. by by Riverbee called Smart Mouth. <laughs> That's what we're talking about today. Uh, this is another uh, Philly band, actually. That that is. I don't know if you if you knew that, Caleb, but I, the, but that's you know. I did pick up on that. Um, yeah, 
I've never uh, never heard of Riverbeat before, like two days ago when you brought this record up. Yeah, I found them through Twitter, actually, as I seem to find a lot of bands these days. Just Look at you. Like, like, oh, hey, this is a band that a lot of people I know are following. I will follow them and then check out their music six months later and then get really into it. <laughs> it's typically how it goes. Uh, so yeah, this was a band I found on, on the Twitter and, uh, yeah, super into it. Oh, so the track that you heard coming in, uh, is the title track called Smart Mouth. Not knowing anything about this band, um, I love their story. And before I get into it at all, I I have to ask, like, prior to, like, COVID lockdown, had you ever had a chance to see them live? Uh, no. No, in fact, I think I only listened to their music for the first time last week. So this is a very new discovery for me. Oh, look at you. You discovered the thing and then you shared it with me and like... And that's how our podcast works. <laughs> that's just how, how we do it. Um, that's how we do. No, I, I love this story of uh, Sophia, the, the vocalist, and Tyler, who I believe plays guitar, uh, left a, a Philly open mic night at 4 a.m. and started a band. Uh, this is all from their, their Bandcamp uh, page, by the way, which we will link, uh, as we are wont to do in the, uh, the show notes. Uh, but that nocturnal split decision defines Riverbee at its core, a power pop outfit fueled by teenage optimism and the timeless power of a punchy one-liner. Bassist Doug was scooped up during a smoke break between sets, and Dan joined soon after on the drums. Smart Mouth, the band's debut album, came together much like their lineup, sporadically, then all at once. And like Riverbee's beginnings, smart mouth, smart mouth words, shows confident noise sometimes emerges from the darkest of hours. That's a great story. That is a great story. I did not know that. So you actually probably at this point know more about this band than I do. So. <laughs> uh, it's because I, I've, I've taken it on as my mission to uh, start like researching the, the records to know more than just like, what did the songs sound like? You know, do you know, can I find interviews with them? Can I find like stories like this of like how they started and whatnot? And I actually found this because uh, I was looking at the lyrics because Bandcamp gives bands the ability to post their lyrics, uh, which I find to be a, a more reliable source than uh, Genius.com. How dare I? Uh, but you're gonna we're gonna lose our sponsorship. <laughs> But uh, all the way down at the bottom, past the track listing, where one would find the lyrics, uh, was this little uh, blurb about the band. And that's how I discovered it. So there's my fun fact. Well, there you go. That's fantastic. Thank you. So I had kind of two overarching like production notes for the, the record as a whole that very much do apply to this track. Uh, but one, if you, if you remember all the way back to when we were talking uh, with our guests about the, uh, the photo album by uh, uh, Death Cat for Cutie, and I was talking about the, the liner notes re- referencing one of the guitar tracks as the snotty guitar. Mm, uh, yes. I feel like that, uh, you know, in quotes, that snotty guitar tone, uh, that abounds on this record. Uh, okay. It's, it's, it's all over. And uh, it works. It works really well for for their sound. Um, all of the like the higher energy, like the more rock songs, because there are a couple like slower, quiet, more like kind of pop ballad sort of songs. Uh, but all of the the rock songs have that tone, and uh, it feels like very signature for them. Indeed, it does. In fact, I even went back and listened to uh, a couple other tracks on some of their older releases, and it's there. So it feels like it was probably intentional. I would hope so. <laughs> 
If not, good on you. Happy accident. And this is definitely one of the the, the more high energy tracks on the record for sure. Yes, it has uh, kind of big, like not quite full on pop punk, but like and I, I like the the description of power pop from their little band bio. Uh, on, yeah. on the page, I think that that's very appropriate. Um, and it has these great like halftime indie pre choruses that uh, that really they they give it the song a good flow. Um, if I have one criticism. Really, I think for the entire record, because I, I don't really have anything bad to say across the board, except for I wanted more from the callbacks on this chorus. Yes. They, like, it feels like, because, uh, make sure I get this right. Sophia, yeah. So Sophia, their vocals are huge on all of these tracks. Like, they really sing their heart out with, like, just a ton of passion. Uh, and the callbacks just kind of like, eh, they fall off. And like, there's so much potential. And like, I wanted them to just be huge, like big gang vocals and they weren't. Well, what can you do? (laughs) But what about you? What'd you think? I would say, uh, I would agree with you there. I did, uh, I did notice those to be a little lacking and wanted a little more from them. Um, but I mean, I think if that's your only complaint, that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. on, On the whole, this, uh, this record, again, being like totally new to it, uh, I can't really say that it like surprised me one way or the other. Just it was, it was a pleasant listening experience uh, from from start to finish. Um, I found uh, an interesting article on uh, a, a site. It's getalternative.com. It's the alternative, uh, which coincidentally, if you're a if you're out there, you're listening to this, and you're affiliated with this website. Get uh, get your your certificate updated. You're running HTTP. Yeah, oh yeah, it's no good. It's, it's no good. Uh, but anyway, they <laughs> they talk about uh, this song in particular. I found this great quote: uh, "Smartmouth follows up on the record's energizing opening with a pounding track that twists a would-be insult into a powerful retribution." Uh, and they quote the lyrics: uh, "Just give me a chance, and I'll rip your heart out. I'm such a smart mouth." This may be uh, Riverbeast's first full length, but these opening songs show that they're not interested in wasting time fucking around. These are fully formed and brilliantly conceived pieces of power pop. Uh, and that's something that I, I think really does stand out about this track uh, is the idea that Sophia has taken something that they've been called, like basically their entire life, referred to as a smart mouth uh, in an insulting way and kind of taken ownership of it and said, fuck it, like I'm going to be loud. I'm going to be present and you can listen to me or you can fuck off. And I think that that's a, that's really neat. One thing I I don't really agree with from that, uh, that article, that review though, uh, from the alternative, uh, is a very heavy comparison to Jimmy world. I don't Mm -hmm. feel it. I I don't get the same vibe, especially like they, they call specifically the energy of bleed American. Which I guess, like from an energy perspective, sure, but like the songs don't really feel like it. The like the writing doesn't really feel like it. So I thought that, that was kind of an odd comparison. Yeah, I don't really hear that either. And that's coming from a podcast that compares a lot of stuff to Jimmy Eat World <laughs> on the regular. True. So uh, it's not like we are uh, reluctant to hand out that comparison because 
we we hand it out all the time. But yeah, I don't hear it on this one. No, um, and that's not a bad thing. No, it's and that's, at all. Honestly, like that's not a, a dig at the the record or Sophia's writing or anything like that at all. I just I thought it was a strange comparison and thought it warranted pointing out that somebody out there thinks that this record really reminds them of Jimmy World, which is interesting. Because but it's not us. It's not us. You know, and we, we've talked in the past about the way that music will hit you know, at different times, the way it affects different people, uh, and, you know, everyone's individual unique experience is going to uh, speak to how they experience a record like this. So there we go. There's, there's further proof of that theory. Somebody heard this and thought, fuck yeah, Bleed American. You said earlier... And you didn't really give me an opportunity to jump in because you just kept talking, which is fine. That's what this podcast is for. Um, but you said it was a pleasant listening experience. And uh, I kind of want them now to run with that as their like tagline, like Riverby, a pleasant <laughs> listening experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like whenever like one of us hands the other a record that, you know, like, uh, maybe somewhat familiar with, but the you know, the other is not. So in this case, like I was not at all familiar with this band. Uh, you never know what you're walking into. It could be something where like this could be like new fucking favorite jam, or it could be like that the one that I didn't really like at all with the the guy with the white jacket, White Reaper. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's right. You didn't like that one, and. I'm still baffled by that. <laughs> There's only been like one or two that I feel like I, I didn't really get into. And I feel like it was, it's about the same number for you. Yeah. Maybe more. I feel like I've, I've given you more that you did. <laughs> like. There's, I mean, there's a wide spectrum of didn't like too. There's like a, I can't wait to stop listening to this, <laughs> uh, which is, which has never happened. Uh, and then there's like, that was cool. Probably don't need to listen to that ever again in my life. Yeah. Um, which has happened a couple times. Um, but, uh, you know, music, it's not for everyone. Like the time that Orion got a new belt and it wasn't what he was expecting. So he rated it three stars. Fucking hate this podcast. <laughs> I, I wish I had the, uh, the artists in front of me to cite that was from a comic. I did not make that up. Hmm. I make no claim to it. It just, it, it felt right in the moment. It, it was, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I appreciate that. I think we should talk about another song. What do you think? I, I, I think that's what we're here for. That is what we're here for. So let's do it. So let's do it. Uh, so you asked me earlier for a track list and I picked uh, a couple of tracks. I picked five tracks, I believe. You did. Which is more than a couple. And... As we were starting off the podcast, I said, ooh, I want to swap one of the tracks I picked. And uh, so for those of you doing the math at home, there's seven tracks. I picked five, which left two that we weren't going to talk about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, ooh, I want to swap one in. And so I swapped in one of the two. And Caleb, you said, oh, I'm surprised that was the one you swapped in and not the other one because it's the best song on the record. <laughs> so I, I, did. I think we should go ahead and talk about the best song on the record. Okay. Well, uh, the what I consider the best song on the record, uh, and coincidentally also the first single uh, released from this record, uh, is the track of The Telltale Heart. Okay. 
revisiting this song, I'm going to take it back. Uh, because if any track on this record uh, gives credence to that reviewer's argument, it's this one. Like, there is very much some, like, uh, some Jimmy World energy from this, almost like a little okay. bit like the middle sort of. I mean, it's just it's a just great, simple, driving 4-4 rock tempo uh, with this, like, really awesome lead uh, just repeating through it. Uh, it's basically, like... All, all verses, the, the lead kind of makes the equivalent of a chorus. So there's a, a little bit of a, a refrain going through that. Uh, and also, uh, my Orion joke lands because of yes. this song uh, where she says, I know that you look at him the way that you look at your favorite constellation. So boom, full circle. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, don't for a second, Caleb, think that he's the only star in your galaxy. That's... It's true. I don't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, and of course, the the title of this track, and even a line uh, in uh, one of the uh, the later verses, is referencing the uh, the story Edward Edgar Allan Poe story, the Telltale Heart. Right. That's Poe. That's Poe. Okay. Yeah. I said it, and then immediately was like, "You're wrong. You're wrong, and you're going to sound stupid." I'm like, "No, but I'm not." <laughs> um, where is it? 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 Uh, Wait, shit, is it? <laughs> maybe it's my own heart that I heard beneath the floor. Uh, yes, which, it is Poe. <laughs> which is very much a, a reference to the story, and I, I think that that's, uh, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's not the only literary reference uh, in these titles, but we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get there. We'll get to that. Um, We're not quite there yet. We still got to talk about this one a little bit. So again, this this single was released way back in March. So March twentieth was when this uh, this review that I found uh, Ooh, right before my birthday, right, right before your birthday, yeah, right before happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah, if only you had known. If only I'd known. Um, no one told me. And of course, right before basically everything started getting canceled, and there's a, a very much a a, a womp womp. Uh, from the, uh, I think it's the the final line of this review. Uh, this says, Riverby's album release party is tentatively scheduled for the Kyber Pass pub on May 22nd with Stillwatcher and Kaylee Pryor. Uh, hopefully the quarantine is lifted by then. Oh, that didn't age well. <laughs> Spoiler, it was not. <laughs> no, no, it was not. Oh, boy. <laughs> in fact it's almost my birthday and it still hasn't been i know <laughs> maybe maybe for my birthday next year we can have shows again that would be nice <laughs> for at least one of our birthdays next year at least one of our birthdays next year if by one of our birthdays next year we can start having shows again that would be ideal uh so someone please do something about that i'll take it i will i will enjoy that very much Yes. Uh, yeah, so this song didn't really stand out to me as the other ones did um, when listening through this, but listening to it just now, uh, yeah, I see I see why you say it's the best song on the record. Um, and I have a feeling the band agrees with you because they did choose as their first single, and <laughs> why would you choose 
not the best song on your record as the first single. I mean, what sense does that make? You want to really throw people off, like put out the, like what you think is your weakest song, and people are like, eh, I don't know about this. And you're like, surprise, motherfucker, here's a jam. <laughs> Somehow I don't think it works that way. I feel like if you put out a weak song first, people go, I'm not going to listen to any more of your songs. And then you've shot yourself in the foot. We don't need this kind of logic here. No, no, we don't. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I figured uh, on re-listening, you would at least understand why I thought it was the, the best, uh, even if you don't agree. I don't know that I disagree. Uh, I don't know that I agree either. <laughs> I don't. I just. I. I don't know that one of them. One of the songs stands out to me as the best song. Is is the problem because. That was that was the thing when you asked me for a track list because we we definitely can't talk about all seven songs unless we just want to say the names of the songs and play them and then be done with the podcast. I uh, mean, that would make it for a real easy episode for us. It it would, but <laughs> I don't think we. I, I think our 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 contracts uh, don't allow that. Um, so uh, no, I I had a hard time just narrowing down any like getting rid of any of the songs because uh, they all are very solid. Like, I think, um, it, you know, it, it kind of on the flip side of like, none of the songs stick out to me as the best song. None of the songs stick out to me as like the, eh, it could do without that song. You know, every record's got that one song. You're like, eh, didn't have this one. It'd still be a good record. But, uh, I, I think this one, you know, it's only seven songs and I think every one of them is good and important and needs to be there. Well, and that's, uh, that goes back to what we've said time and again about releasing tracks when you're ready so that you have you know, a cohesive group of songs that like you can be completely proud of and that people listening can say, like, I like all of these. It makes it a lot easier to do than if you have to have, say, like 12 tracks. And of course, if you're enjoying this podcast as much as we enjoyed these seven tracks that were finely crafted and perfectly aged and released all together. Uh, then nice make sure, segue. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> make sure that you, uh, you click that subscribe button. Uh, so that's a, uh, you know, you can, you can be notified every week when we release a new episode. Uh, and uh, as we've said in the past, if you uh, feel so inclined to, to go over to your, your podcast provider of choice, the, like Apple Music uh, or Apple Podcasts, I should say, as a as an example, and leave us a rating and review, and let us know how you think we're doing. We we appreciate the feedback. Plus, it helps other people find us, which by extension helps other people find this music, and that's really the reason that we're here. One hundred percent. So, if you could do that, that would be great. We also, uh, Kitsy, don't we have a don't we have a giveaway coming up? That's right, Caleb. We are giving away a $100 Bandcamp gift card to one of our listeners uh, over the next two weeks. So go ahead and uh, hit the show notes for a uh, link on how to enter that giveaway. Well, and of course, it's important that you follow along on our social media to uh, make sure you get all the details. And uh, Kitsy, where, where can they find that? Uh, well, yeah, you can find us uh, on social media. We're on uh, both the Twitter and the Instagram at Left of the Dial PC. Uh, the PC does stand for podcast. Just uh, for those of you out there who are doubting uh, what the PC stands for, it, it is podcast. 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 It's uh, <laughs> yeah, because that's what we are. We're a podcast. <laughs> it's true. 
so we do need to take a break. But before we do, I, I want to talk about uh, one of my favorite songs on the record. Ooh. Uh, yeah, which would be the uh, the little short track towards the end, Echoes. And I love this track for a few reasons. What are they? I'm about to tell you. Oh, thank you. The guitar part to this is just kind of a repeating, looping, uh, very delay and reverb heavy. Uh, sounds like finger picking to me, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like this because this reminds me of something I would write and not do anything with, but like just kind of lay on my bed and play it over and over again for hours on end until someone got really annoyed with me. Yeah. Um, It is definitely that kind of riff. Not that that's ever happened when you and I lived together, Caleb, but you know, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about either. Um, but I, I love that the, the simplicity of it because it's, there's, there's a few other little elements in there, um, giving it some, some atmosphere, but that's really, the, the majority of what's going on is just this guitar riff uh, and then, of course, the the vocals over it, which uh, are just three three short verses. And the last verse in particular, um, I, I, I love because the first line of the last verse is, and this song won't have a chorus. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. Um, it doesn't have a chorus. And... The, the last two lines of this verse are, um, that's why it feels like something's missing. You always left me needing more. And then the song just ends. Which, when I hear that, and it's just this like really short, quiet, simple song, and then it just ends like that, it feels like it's going to be followed up by like the big, huge song, like the really yeah. big track. Uh, and it isn't really, which yeah. is also kind of cool. Yeah, but uh, but I do I do love just the the imagery of that like you know you always left me needing more and then the song kind of ends and you do like it feels a little unresolved it feels like there should have been a chorus or there should have been a, a a bridge or an outro or something but it just ends and I love that because it it really does like I have that moment of like but I wasn't I wasn't done enjoying that <laughs> I, I need more it's, it's and I think I just that's it's very. Very, it's very cool the way that that uh, that that ties in like that. It's very clever and yes. very like very thoughtful. Yes. Uh, another thing I notice in this song is uh, this is a, a really good song that, that uh, showcases uh, Sophia's voice. There's a moment of it sounds like Sophia's almost going to start crying when singing this, uh, much like that one. Uh, future teen song we covered forever back in the before times. Yes. Um, and I, I, I love that like little crack of emotion that, uh, that comes through. I don't know if it was, it was intentional or if it just kind of happened, uh, and they kept it, but, uh, it, either way it's, it works very well, especially in this song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it feels, it feels very genuine. Mm-hmm. It feels like it just, it probably was something that like happened in the moment and, in the studio, everyone was like, oh my God, you have to keep that. So we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsor this week, but first we're going to hear the track Echoes, and when we come back, we'll be talking about more songs off of Smart Mouth by Riverbee, so stay tuned. I'm scared to get lost in the echoes I'm scared to get lost in myself Never tried to be too careful 
Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform.
You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy, and I'm talking slowly so I can get my Google Doc back up because I forgot what I called you earlier. There we go. Caleb is still undrainable, and we are still talking about Smart Mouth by Riverbee. Does that protect me from vampires? Let's find out. Or like, oh, this could get real dark. I don't want to go there. (laughs) Anyway. 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 What did we just hear? What did we just hear? We just heard Giving Tree off of Smart Mouth by Riverbee. And uh, this is a song that did not click with me at first and therefore was not on my recommended track list for our podcast. But then upon further listening, I went, ah, shit, I fucked up and uh, <laughs> should have put this song on the list. And so I did. And here we are. Now we're going to talk about it. Here we are. Uh, Caleb, you took extensive notes on this one. So do you want to tell us... Uh, <laughs> I did not take extensive notes on this one. Um, Probably because someone told you that we weren't going to talk about it. I didn't on the take podcast. any notes because we weren't going to talk about it. Um, well, you did mention earlier that there was a, a second literary reference in the the titles, and of course, this is the one uh, after the Telltale Heart as uh, the Giving Tree. Actually, they're uh, the other way around in the track order, but that's not important. Um, and, of course, if you're unfamiliar, then please familiarize yourself with The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. It's a, a classic work. Uh, Do you want to give us just a quick uh, synopsis of the plot, uh, of the, the lesson the story tells? Um, well, I can, I can... As you pull it up on Wikipedia, I, already, I can <laughs> see it in your glasses. <laughs> I was going to see if I, could, uh, if I could pull this off without uh, you realizing I was reading directly from the wiki, but... Uh, the book follows the lives of an apple tree and a boy who develop a relationship with one another. The tree is very giving, and the boy evolves into a taking teenager, a man, uh, and then an elderly man. Despite the fact that the boy ages in the story, the tree addresses the boy as boy his entire life. <laughs> in his childhood, the boy enjoys playing with the Rude. tree. Mm-hmm. He, he, he grows, but he doesn't mature. Fair. 
Uh, which uh, like all of this is very relevant to the song. We're not just filling yes. time here. Uh, in his childhood, the boy enjoys playing with the tree, climbing her trunk and swimming from her branches, uh, carving me plus tea uh, for tea for tree uh, into the bark and eating her apples. Wait, wait, the T stands for tree. The T stands for tree. <laughs> Uh, however, as the boy grows older, he spends less time with the tree and tends to visit her only when he wants material items at various stages of his life, uh, or not coming to the tree alone, such as bringing a lady friend to the tree and carving me plus YL, her initials often assumed to be an acronym for young love, into the tree. Mm. Uh, in an effort to make the boy happy at each of these stages, the tree gives him parts of herself, which he can transform into material items, such as money from her apples, a house from her branches, and a boat from her trunk. With every stage of giving, the tree was happy. This, this is a quote from the, uh, from the book. The tree was happy. Uh, in the final pages, both the tree and the boy feel the sting of their respective giving and taking nature. When only a stump remains for the tree, including the carving, me plus tea, she is not happy. At least at that moment. The boy does return as a tired elderly man to meet the tree once more. She tells him she is sad because she cannot provide him shade, apples, or any materials like in the past. He ignores this because his teeth are too weak for apples and he's too old to swing on branches and too tired to climb her trunk, and states that all he wants is, quote, a quiet place to sit and rest, which the tree, who is weak being just a stump, could provide. With this final stage of giving, the tree was happy. Now... Traditionally, I feel like this uh, the story is held up as a uh, a symbol of the the virtue of selflessness of giving giving uh, from oneself and of oneself uh, without question and without reward. Uh, however, uh, I stand with the interpretation that it is very much about the opposite, about selfishness, about the taking uh, from someone who is. Uh, uh, so giving and taking advantage of. Uh, and that is where I believe that this song aligns with the story so well. I would tend to agree with you there. I mean, you pretty much said everything I wanted to say about this song right there. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's just very much an analogy of giving all of yourself to someone until there's nothing left. And they're just like, cool, thanks, bye. Yeah. And yep. in, the, in the chorus, they say, you know, I'm letting someone break my heart who doesn't deserve it, who doesn't even want it. Doesn't he know it's his? So take all that I have, take all that I am, I'll be your giving tree. And it's kind of a, an acknowledgement of like, they understand that it's a very one-sided, that they're giving, 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 and like getting nothing back in return, but uh, unable to break from that, uh, which I feel like is, again, part of the, the theme of the giving tree story, where the tree continues to try to give even when she has nothing left yeah it's a rough one it is it's a very powerful story uh and a very powerful song and uh i think is very much in line with the the overarching themes uh, on this record <laughs> one thing that we uh we haven't really addressed uh on this record as a whole uh is that uh, yeah, i mentioned there there were two production notes that i had one being the snotty guitars the other being the uh, the verby vocals, uh, which is a, a recurring theme throughout this, where there's some just kind of these these big reverb on the vocals, uh, and it was perfect timing that as I was listening to this earlier, I happened to also be uh, scrolling through Twitter to see uh, our friends over in Tape Waves make the joke "wet ass reverb." 
<laughs> yes, tape waves. Yes. Yes. And so that I'm here for it. And uh it just it felt very appropriate uh, on every level. In that fact, is extremely good. One of the the tracks that we uh ended up opting to not cover, uh I had that in my notes uh for for out of tune and <laughs> in quotes wet ass reverb. Hell yeah. <laughs> now there is there's a lot of uh a lot of reverberant uh sounds on this record and I'm here for it. They reverberize quite a bit. Uh <laughs> One thing that I do want to point out uh, that I think it's important uh, to acknowledge, uh, as we mentioned, we'll, we'll provide a link to the, the Bandcamp uh, uh, page for this band, and you should definitely check it out. And if you are able to, uh, give of yourself a little bit uh, to support this band uh, and listen to this record. Uh, but know that 100% of the album profit for Smart Mouth actually is being donated directly to the Split Bell Fund from Act Blue. So uh, by supporting this band, you are also supporting people who are out there using their their voice and their uh, freedom of speech uh, to uh, try to make the world a better place for us all. So That's uh, fantastic. I actually didn't catch that, and that's extremely cool. Yeah, I love seeing stuff like this, and especially because we've, we've been trying to to make sure that we highlight uh, Bandcamp Fridays when they come out and uh, just in supporting bands in general. But so much more often I'm seeing bands using that as an opportunity to turn around and support something else that they believe in. And, you know, we, you know, we spoke with Steven Reznor uh, last week, was it? Yes. Yeah, what is time? Uh, and, you know, he had given... You know his his proceeds from recover to the Girls Rock Rochester, and you know we see stuff like this, and I, I think that that's really amazing, especially at a time where it's really hard for musicians to make money at all. Uh, and, you know, not being able to play shows, not being able to play tour or to go on tour, uh, and uh, to then turn around and give what they are making to causes like this is it's worth calling attention to. Indeed it is. Yeah, it's just an extremely cool thing. Oh, shit. Caleb. Yes. Did you know we have merch now? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got merch. We've got merch. Well, I, I, I don't know where to buy it, but I heard that we have it, and that's, I'm very excited about that. I'm going to, like, I don't, I don't know either, but I'll, I'll just take a wild guess at where, like, okay. where I think it would be. Uh, okay. Is... Uh, I bet there, there's probably a, a site that's uh, nsrad.io uh, slash merch. Get it? Because it's like radio. nsrad.io slash merch. Oh, I, get it. Uh, I mean, that's that's the first place I'd look, but uh, you know, maybe someone else might uh, might think to look over at uh, our network website, nightshiftradio.com. Uh, it's probably linked off of there. Uh, Wait. We have a network? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're part of a, a, a media network, uh, and you can check that out at nightshiftradio.com. You can see the uh, we have five shows currently and counting. No. Uh, and you can see that at the uh, slash shows page. Uh, check out all the other uh, podcasts that we have available. Uh, we've also got a blog with some, some great relevant content coming from uh, each of those uh, shows. And uh, you know, one of our podcasts, the, the Storyteller Series, uh, we do... Um, Audiobook, uh, radio drama style presentations, but we also have a, a print edition where people can go and read stories, all original stories from uh, 
from up-and-coming authors. Uh, so that's a great place to check out. But Kitsy, where else would they be able to find out about Left of the Dial? Oh, well, you could go to leftofthedial.fm. That is our website and our one and only home on the web, uh, other than our social media pages. But those don't count for the purposes of this particular uh, statement. Uh, leftofthedial.fm, you will be able to find this episode, all of our past episodes, and most of our future episodes. Uh, maybe not all of them. Time will tell. You know, who knows? The future gets weird. Uh, <laughs> but you will also... <laughs> it does get weird. Uh yeah, I mean, think because think about it. Right now, the the present that we're in was last year's future, and it got real weird. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen next? Uh, anything, anything could happen. But uh, as long as we are able to, we will put all of our future shows on uh, leftofthedial.fm, along with uh, notes to everything, notes, links, links to everything that we've talked about, such as the Bandcamp pages for all of the bands and, uh, and any other relevant things. Notes to some of the things. N- notes to some of the things, but pr- but mostly links. Links is what I really want you to go there for. Because <laughs> if you if you go to leftofdial.fm and just start looking through show notes and start clicking on Bandcamp links, you're just going to find a bunch of bands that you can buy their music, and it's all very good. That's true. Uh, we, know it's, we know it's good because we reviewed it. And that means it's good. Um, That's why we're here. Because we only pick good music. I don't know if you all picked up on that yet or not, but we don't pick bad music ever. So it keeps us coming back. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, leftofdial.fm. I'll just say it one more time so that you get it ingrained in your brain. What does the FM stand for? Frequency modulation. <laughs> I didn't know what I was hoping for. Like, part of me was hoping you would go literal, and part of me was hoping you would have something else keyed up. <laughs> uh, fucking majestic. Fucking majestic. <laughs> fucking majestic. But I think we had, uh, we had one more track that we wanted to talk about uh, before we wrap up this episode. We do, and that's the intro track, uh, which is uh, some some people might say it's called Nose to Nose, and those people will be right because that is the name of the song. Magis- ma- mag- magical. I, I was trying to say magical, and then I got in my head about fucking majestic. Majestical. <laughs> it's majestical. It's- that's not a good sounding word. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Scratch that. No, it's just uh, go ahead and uh, command Z. Get rid of that. <laughs> This is a good. This is a good track too. I like this one. Um, it's the first track, so naturally we're going to close with it. <laughs> that makes uh, sense. <laughs> that's how we do here. Sometimes, hey, sometimes we go in order. Sometimes we don't. You know, you never know what you're getting with us, and that's why you keep coming back. Where was the the quote earlier that I brought up of how it's uh, how Smart Mouth follows up on the record's energizing opening with a pounding track? Blah 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 blah. Um, I think that that is an, an interesting way to describe. Uh, nose to nose uh again not necessarily wrong but uh, you know keep in mind this is from the same person who compared this record to jimmy world uh so i i would be curious to have more conversations with them about the way that they perceive music um now you're really calling this person to the carpet today (laughs) that said like there is an energy to this uh opening track but i feel like it's it's more understated than than that implies like there's some big octavy choruses which uh is awesome but the the verses are like really kind of like low-key 
a little bit, a little bit like chugga with some some bendy leads, and uh, I, don't know, I, I think that that's that's a neat way to open, uh, especially when again like it goes right into a big power pop track in the second song. So the song starts with. Okay, the lyrics start with the line, my reflection's unfamiliar. Much like the rest of the vocals on this record, there's some some reverb and some delay on on the vocals just kind of persistently. But I feel like, I could be wrong, but I feel like I'm hearing a little extra delay just on the word reflection, Ooh. which if if true is extremely cool. Yeah. And clever. And I like that. So uh, if that's the case, that's awesome. If it's not the case, I'm just going to pretend that it is because I like it like that. I feel like that's the kind of little touch that, like, you'll be sitting in the studio, maybe just, like, you and whoever's uh, running the board, and, like, you're trying out different things, and someone's like, hey, what about this? And, like, it's just the tiniest little thing, and, like, for the most part, only you know it's there. But, like, if if someone else picks up on it, someone, like, in this case, you, Kitsy, uh, that's me. So much the cooler. Um, and I feel like there's, there's probably a lot of little hidden gems like that in, in records that uh, people may never never pick up on. I also just like the uh, the chorus to the song, I'm nose to nose with myself again. How do I get out of my head? Because how do I get out of my head is a question I ask myself uh, a lot, which probably isn't the best way to get out of your head by asking yourself questions. But hey, here we are. True. I also sometimes stand nose to nose with myself uh, looking in the mirror and thinking about how fucking trippy mirrors are. Dude, there's like a whole other world in there, but it's backwards. And like sometimes I swear that the reflection moves differently than I do. Do you ever, you ever notice how things are reversed left and right, but not up and down in a mirror? Uh-huh. Why is that? I don't know. Nobody does. Science can't explain it. Is that true? No. <laughs> I haven't. Sp- what fucking year do you think it is, dude? I, don't, I haven't spent a lot of time studying up on the science of mirrors. Think. We should wrap up this episode, huh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting it's going to get weirder if we don't. <laughs> uh Caleb, any uh any final thoughts on this record or on mirrors or on uh being undrainable? <laughs> Still I I definitely have some thoughts on being undrainable, but again, uh I don't feel like they're appropriate for a podcast. Uh at least not one. At least not this one. Not this one. Uh, I can definitely think of some podcasts that it would be appropriate for. Uh, but no, you know, check this record out. Enjoy it. And uh, if you can, you know, pick it up on Bandcamp, support the uh, the, the bail funds. Uh, and then while you're there, go ahead and pick up the rest of their songs too. Because if you like this record, you're going to enjoy the other songs. And uh, as far as I know, purchasing those will go directly to the band. Yeah, don't forget to uh, do the thing I said earlier uh, about our giveaway to uh, get uh, entered to win that $100 Bandcamp gift card, which you could use to uh, 
name your own price for this record and pay $100 for it. Or that's true. you could buy a bunch of different things with that $100 gift card. We're not here to tell you how to live your life and spend your money. It's true. Or spend our money, I guess. Um, but yeah, to go, make sure you you sign up for our, our giveaway for that $100 gift card because uh, we're giving it away. And it's a gift card. And that's how giveaways work. Do it. Do it, 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 do it. Do it, do it. <laughs> we're going to hear Nose to Nose uh, off of the album Smart Mouth by River B. Uh, to close out our podcast this week. Uh, this has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Koi. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week. <laughs>